Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Something happened to me the other night, and I figured I could contribute my own story about how I found out my neighbors are terrorists. I'm sure a lot of you already know this as it made its rounds in the news, but a few days ago on October 7, 2020, there was an FBI raid on a trailer in Michigan. This story takes place the night of the raid around 7.30 p.m. My boyfriend was at home sleeping when I came home from work around 6.45 p.m. I drove into our neighborhood and turned down the street to our house. All seemed normal as I go inside the house to rouse my sleeping boyfriend, and we prepare to gather our things to go shopping. It takes me a little while to wake him up, and we chat for a bit about my day. As we go to leave our house to go shopping, we're continuing a conversation we were having as we step out onto our front porch. I noticed then that we're much louder than the outside and noticed that there were people standing on the end of the road. I stop mid-sentence, and it's then I realize how eerily quiet it is aside from my boyfriend who is still talking, unaware something was off. I quickly tap his shoulder and try to draw his attention from locking our door to the people gathering in the street. We both look around and I then notice a police car at the other end of the street just barely in view. 
There were two officers speaking to some men beside their large SUV. The SUV was a state car that was parked somewhat sideways so it was blocking the road, but it had its lights off. I took this as a sign that some mild neighborhood scuffle had occurred and someone called the police. A noteworthy thing but not too uncommon for a mobile home park. We proceeded to our car and I commented somewhat irritated that they better move the police car soon as they were really blocking the traffic. As we made our way out of our driveway, another car turned down our street and headed up the road towards the police car. This gave us the confidence we needed as sheep to follow someone else towards the confrontation. As we slowly crawled up the street in our car, we watched the car in front of us stop and turn at a road that had been left unblocked just in front of the police. We moved to this area somewhat recently, and haven't learned the entire ins and outs of every street in the park yet. Unfortunately, this street was a dead end. As we rounded the corner on the dead end street, I caught a glimpse of the police and my irritation immediately melted into confusion and fear when I noticed the large assault rifles they were carrying. It dawned on me as we made our way toward the end of the road that whatever the police were doing they weren't here because of some small neighbor fight. I felt my anxiety rising as I started rambling about how they had guns and why would they have such massive guns outside our house. We turned the car around and as we came back up on the police blockade, they silently motioned for us to go back down towards our house. We did, but eager to still leave our neighborhood and also hopefully find out what the hell was going on, we passed our house and turned down a different road to try going around. At this time we thought it was weird that there was a cop car with no lights on, but heavily armed officers standing by around it, but we didn't think that there would be any more. We were wrong. As we rounded the street, we were immediately greeted by another police car and two more armed men. This time in full military uniform with lights flashing. I think my jaw dropped to the floor as the men started towards our car. I started really freaking out at this point and told my boyfriend to turn around and get us the hell out of there. As we turned around, I noticed out the passenger window that there was someone in handcuffs by the side of the house. He was looking right at us, and I felt really sick. When we turned around, we finally found a road that lead us out of the park and onto the main road. We got to the grocery store and recounted what had just happened on our trip to go grocery shopping. It took me a full hour to finally stop shaking and process. We thought it was crazy but assumed it probably was some kind of high-profile drug raid. We found out the next day when the news broke that there were multiple people arrested in a thwarted plot to kidnap our state governor. The raid had taken place approximately 15-30 minutes before we left our house and our dumbasses had no idea. The second time we pulled up on the police blockade it was right outside the house the raid had taken place at. It really made me stop and reconsider everything that had happened that night and how suspicious we probably came across. I now have to come to terms with the fact I live down the street from domestic terrorists, or at least their house since I assume it's still in their name right now. I've made a point of figuring out multiple routes through our new neighborhood because I realized how dangerous that could be in a more immediate emergency. 
I don't even want to think about what could have happened if they weren't stopped and how much crazier that altercation could have been just down the street. I live alone in an apartment complex and a few months ago this guy moved in upstairs from my unit. When I would leave or walk to my door I would see him above the balcony watching me and not even in an inconspicuous way just flat out hanging over the rail and watching me. I ran into him once when he was walking downstairs he commented that my dog was cute and asked if I wanted to go upstairs to his apartment to give him a treat. I declined and he kept insisting, but I said no and walked back inside as fast as I could. I felt a very weird energy to that. At some point maybe a month later a couple of boxes of dog treats were at my door without a note which lead me to believe they came from him. Packages that said they were delivered were missing, so one day I checked the front office and what do you know creepy guy works at the complex. So he asks what my apartment number is grabs a package from the back and tried to initiate conversation as I can tell he knew who I was. But I just pretended like I did not recognize who he was and walked out of there. It was then I felt really uncomfortable. This guy now knows my name and info. So I steer clear of him as best as I can. But then there are still weird instances going on where it says a package was delivered that was not at my front door, and they are either at the lobby or show up a week later out of the blue. Just tonight two packages were at my front door that I saw with my own eyes while I was walking my dog and I figured I would just grab them when I go back inside, but when I came back they were no longer there. I saw him walking on his way back to his apartment from his shift during the time I was outside, and I feel very strongly that he took them, and it all started to piece together that this could be some weird tactic of his. I don't know what to do, and he just gives really odd vibes off. I can't exactly tell the complex about the package issues because he is the face of them, and I never see anyone else working there anymore. Every time I leave my apartment I try to scurry as fast as I can to my car because he always tends to linger on his patio and doesn't seem to care how obvious he is staring at me every time. Neighbor believed she was being stalked and preyed on by the man in the unit below hers. This happened when I was in elementary school. Me, my brother and mom had immigrated to Canada a few years prior to this incident. We moved into a rental apartment which consisted mostly of new immigrants. One day while we were waiting for the elevator a woman and her disabled daughter walked over and waited with us. They were speaking Farsi but a dialect that was spoken in Afghanistan, not Iran where we were from. This caught my mom's attention quickly and she was ecstatic to find out that a fellow Farsi-speaking woman was living just a couple apartments down from us. They began speaking, and it was evident that her daughter was not able to speak or communicate via sign language due to her severe disabilities. My mom and her would bump into each other frequently around the building and neighborhood. The man she believed was targeting and stalking her daughter was a single dad of a girl a couple years older than me. I knew them both well and I even babysat their dog a couple of times. 
His daughter told us her parents had divorced and her dad got custody of her. One night me and my mom had just gotten home and were stepping out of the elevator when we bumped into the lady. She approached us and said it was her daughter's birthday and insisted we join them for some cake. I always felt very weird around her and was not eager to join them at all, but my mom said she felt bad and that we wouldn't stay long. We followed her into the apartment and immediately the hairs on the back of neck stood up. Her daughter was sitting in the dark with only a small night light lighting up her furnitureless house. In the middle of the living room was a cloth spread out picnic style that consisted of a few plates and forks and a homemade cake. We sat down and were starting to get comfortable when my mom's phone started to ring. This startled all of us. Just as my mom picked up the phone, the lady hurried into the living room she was in the kitchen making tea and told my mom to put her phone on silent. She said you need to be as quiet as possible so he doesn't know we're home. I immediately shat my pants. Who was she talking about? My mom apologized and asked her what she meant. That's when she started telling us that the man from the unit below her is tormenting them. She went on about how he hits the ceiling with a broom on all hours of the night to let them know he knew they were home, and that one time her daughter was lured onto the balcony by him and was being persuaded by him to jump. She said he would knock on their door in the middle of the night and would whisper the devil's prophecies through her door. My mom asked her why she never reported this, and she said she was scared he would find out and kill them. She said they don't turn on the lights, they don't own a TV, and she never makes noise and only whispers when home. We had cake, thanked her for inviting us and got up to leave. She tiptoed to her door and motioned with her hand to stay out of view of the door, and we did. She slowly opened the door and peeked outside looking left to right, turned to us and said we were okay to go. As soon as we got home, I told my mom that there was no way what she was saying was true, because I knew the people who lived in that unit. My mom said it was best to not get involved and forget about it. Weeks go by and we don't see her or her daughter. One morning I was leaving our building to go to school when I noticed letters taped onto walls of the lobby. They were scattered, but I was a kid and thought they were letters put there by the building management. I opened the lobby doors, and that's when I saw the letter taped to the building intercom. The letter was written by the lady explaining how terrified she was for her and her daughter's life, and how no one has done anything to help her with the situation despite numerous attempts. She went on about the same things she said to us. The last paragraph sent chills down my spine. She claimed that she was impregnated by a demon in her sleep and now he has found her and her daughter QND possessed this man. She said if something happens to either of them that we should find ourselves responsible. I ended up asking the girl and her dad what that was all about and her dad claimed to have only ever seen her twice, both times of which he hadn't even made eye contact with her because she was talking to herself and he was creeped out. He said she would slide notes under his door with what he later found out to be Arabic writing. He said he showed it to one of his Arabic friends who confirmed they were verses from the Quran that is used by Muslims to protect themselves from evil. 
He said he had no idea it was her doing this till the letters started being plastered around the building on every floor. Apparently they were asked to move out of their apartment, and she had threatened to light herself and her daughter on fire. The management had contacted the police for being a threat to herself and others. After a while we forgot about it and went on with our lives. We moved to a different part of town not too long after, but this event has always stuck with me. In 2015 I went back to the old complex due to reconnecting with a childhood friend who still lived there. I ran into the building manager and he and I got to talking and I asked about the incident and if he ever found what really happened. Apparently the lady was schizophrenic. She was a victim of forced marriage at a young age, and her daughter's disabilities were the result of the extreme abuse she endured while pregnant. Extremely sad. Turns out she was extremely mentally ill and full-heartedly believed the claims she had made. Apparently her daughter was in fact capable of speaking, but her mother did everything in her power to isolate her from outside contact and society. Me and my mom thought she was around 14-16, but turns out she's a 30-year-old woman. She was very malnourished and lacked personal hygiene, and was obviously not properly taken care of. Her daughter had never once been to a hospital or school. I have updates, but I didn't expect it to be this long, so if you guys are interested, I will post an update. creepy upstairs neighbor. Yesterday while taking out the trash I had an encounter with my upstairs neighbor that left me feeling really uncomfortable. For reference I'm a 27 year old female, 5 foot 5, 115 pounds. My husband works long distance and isn't home the majority of the time and we have a toddler. As I am walking back up to the apartment, the neighbor, Brian, is sitting in his car and rolling the window down. He asks, so your man's been home more recently? I told him that yes, we're very lucky that he's spending more time at home, and that we have family that checks in on us. He asked if the blue truck is my husband's, which it is, and asked if we know when my husband will be back. I lied and said that I wasn't sure, that he just shows up whenever. My alarm bells started ringing. He then proceeded to ask if I was planning on being home this weekend. I gave a generic, I'm not even sure what my plans are. Then he tells me that he knocked on my door the other day to see what I was doing. I was honestly shocked. I told him that my baby was inside and I had to go. Immediately asking my husband to call me to tell him what happened. I double checked that all doors and windows are locked. Monday we're planning on getting some kind of security system installed. I don't even want to go outside anymore. He's out there a lot of the time, either in his car or talking on his Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
microphone out front. Hopefully I'm just overreacting and he was just poorly hitting on me. I live in a downstairs flat in a small block surrounded by other small blocks. Some of my neighbors are very trashy and are always shouting and arguing. No exaggeration the police must be called out at least once a week because one of the neighbors has caused a disturbance. A few months ago at about 10 at night, from the lounge I could see my kitchen window and something caught my eye. I got up and went to the window and there was a man standing there with his hands up looking through. As I approached the window he started to knock on it. He looked really rough maybe like a junkie. I told him to go away but he continued to just stand there staring in. At this point I was starting to feel a little uneasy so I told him I was going to call the police. He kept smiling at me in a really creepy way. Then he just turned around and walked off without saying a word like nothing ever happened. I think he lives somewhere near me as I've seen him since. We have never spoken about his strange behavior that night. He still really gives me the creeps. I know he was probably just high on drugs. So, I live in a commercial building in a pretty conservative country. Underneath our flat, there's a dental office and the owner is in good terms with my parents. So my dad arranged for my front teeth to be pushed back without braces as they are just mildly outwards, not too much. So the owner who's the head dentist decides to do it with retainers. Since I live in the building, I usually go after all his usual appointments are done so that I don't have to book appointments in advance and he can see me for a longer time. I usually went there with a guardian or someone from my dad's office, which was one floor above our apartment, but this particular day, everyone was busy. Usually, a female dentist used to see me, but today nobody was there except the head dentist. Not even the receptionist was there, the entire place was empty, and it was around 9pm and I was alone with this guy. So I know this guy to be a little touchy-touchy with other dentists but he hadn't tried anything with me, so I didn't think of myself to be in danger or anything. But for some reason, as soon as I entered the room, I felt a certain uneasiness I can't quite explain. He is super trustworthy as he is like this ultra-religious person, and my parents know him and stuff. Also I'm in my building, what's the worst that could happen right? Anyway so when I go, he is tightening up my retainers and is checking if it's fixed when I feel him pushing his penis against my leg. And I'm like WTF, and thought maybe he didn't realize it. But then he changes the position of the chair and starts doing it more. And at this point he is almost on top of me as he tries to check my teeth. At that moment I was just scared, because it occurred to me that I'm completely alone here, so nobody could hear me scream, and he had dental stuff in my mouth which was weren't letting me talk, let alone scream. The entire time I was just trying to move away from that position, but he wasn't letting me. And then finally, when he goes away, I just said goodbye and left. Now, as I said, I live in a very conservative country where you don't really talk to your parents about anything sexual 
I learned about the birds and the bees online, so when I asked by my father why I don't want to go for my next session, I couldn't say anything aside from that I was uncomfortable with the male dentist. I think he understood what I meant so he never sent me there again, and I still have outward teeth because I'm traumatized and creeped the heck out. He was watching me in my window. Posting from an old account I no longer use since the username from my main account is the same as all my other socials and I would like to remain anonymous. This story is about a neighbor I had once been fairly comfortable around, but that relationship changed nearly overnight, and he started making me insanely uncomfortable to the point I broke my lease and moved. I had lived in the same apartment complex for two years and across from me was my neighbor Sam. He seemed like a normal guy and a single father of three. Over the two years I lived there we had engaged in small talk many times and I believed he was a nice person. He felt like a father figure since he's twice my age and always seemed willing to help out if I needed it. Last summer my region experienced an insane heat wave that we simply didn't have the infrastructure to deal with. It's common for apartments and homes in general in the northern U.S. to not have A.C. Temperatures were aiming to reach over 100 degrees, and without A.C. we all would have had to prepare to basically endure 90-plus degree heat in our homes with no relief. I had purchased a portable A.C. unit, and me being from the southern U.S., I didn't have the slightest clue how to set it up, and all online advice was only useful for windows that slid vertically. I had a unique dilemma given that my window slides open horizontally. After struggling with the AC vent for a while, I decided to knock on my neighbor's door for help. That turned out to be a big mistake. After leaving my apartment, he started sending text messages that made me feel quite uneasy. The first message was something along the lines of, I could tell we were nervous around each other. I'm shy. What are you up to tonight? I was honestly grossed out and disturbed by that because it seemed delusional. I wasn't nervous around him at all because I'm simply not attracted to him yet in his mind I was nervous. I didn't reply. He proceeded to text me and call me every day and was even leaving voicemails. He even blew me a kiss in one of the voice messages. I was starting to get scared because normal people don't continue to call and text someone that's not responding to them, yet this guy wouldn't leave me alone. I figured if he was this unhinged then outright rejecting him and telling him I wasn't interested could possibly be dangerous, so I continued to ignore him. If I was coming home at night, I always had a friend on the phone with me in case I bumped into him. I was becoming so on edge by all the unwanted contact I called my cousin, who was a lawyer, to tell him everything that was going on. He asked me for my neighbor's full name. After looking him up he found out my neighbor was a convicted quote woman assaulter in a sexual way. He had been in prison for five years for assaulting a twelve-year-old. He was also able to find out that my neighbor had been arrested back in 1988 for armed burglary. These are just the times he's been caught. I searched for a new apartment, and the one with the earliest vacancy would be three weeks out. I had to wait. 
I went to the leasing office of my then current apartment and told them everything that was going on and opted to break my lease and move out as soon as the new apartment was available. I'm so grateful I had a male friend over this particular night. The vent for my portable AC had fallen out of the window and I was fiddling with it and trying to get it to sit tight like it was before. While doing so I got another text. It was my neighbor. It said, I see you. You're looking really good today. Would you like some help? Upon reading that I realized he must have been outside and watching me in my window. I was shaking with fear. My friend saw how scared I was, and when I told him what happened he went downstairs to confront Sam, pretended to be my boyfriend, and told him to stop texting me. I was so shaken up I called out of work and booked the next flight to my home state to wait the remaining three weeks out at my best friend's apartment far away from my creepy neighbor. I wasn't even going to allow for any possibility for things to escalate further. Fast forward three weeks. I had hired movers to get all my stuff out of my old apartment. I was cleaning out the fridge and the neighbor and I ended up coincidentally leaving our apartments at the same time. When we made eye contact he licked his lips. That was the last time I saw him and I'm so glad I moved. I had a memory resurface recently which I had to double check with my mum for reassurance and she confirmed is unfortunately true. It was triggered by someone on the street outside my job, peeking inside through a very small window. They were harmless, but the sight of their face suddenly reminded me of a memory I had long forgotten from the first house I lived in as a child. We moved out of this house when I was six years old. A fence was built around the time I was old enough to start walking, but my parents were still always weary of letting me outside until we moved away. I used to resent it, but now I think I understand why. Apparently, we had a neighbor a few doors down who was a registered S offender. He had been required to notify his neighbors via his social worker when he moved in. He had a habit of doing odd, off-putting things around the neighborhood. He once sprinted across the street and left a human-sized dent in our neighbor's garage door. He had also walked into another neighbor's back door trembling and asked to be held by her. She kicked him out and called the police when she discovered he also had an erection. I found a lot of this out through researching his name after my mom confirmed my story. I also found his Facebook page, which included a photo of him, and sealed any doubt in my mind I had imagined it. His face was as clear as day the man I remembered. The sight of him even through a screen immediately made me nauseous. My memory tells me that I was sitting in our living room watching TV when I felt someone watching me. It was the middle of the day, and I turned to look out our front windows to see a man with his face and hands pressed against the glass. That same man I saw in the Facebook page. He was smiling at me with huge eyes and an even more alarmingly huge grin. I remember being scooped up in someone's arms and carried away into another room. My mum confirmed this would have been my grandma, who was babysitting me at the time. I'm glad we moved.
This happened back at the beginning of February. I had been living alone in my apartment, now my fiancé lives with me. I don't know any of my neighbors but one that lives right beside me. I work overnight at a big chain less than 10 minutes from the apartments. I go home on lunch break, 2 a.m., and clock back into work at 3 a.m. The night this occurred, I hadn't had any music or TV playing, so the place was quiet. When 2.51 a.m. hit, I started to head out the door to go back to work. When I opened my door, a man stood there. I gasped and closed the door. As I did, I noticed a glass mason jar on the ground beside him. The second after I locked the deadbolt, he started shaking the handle. I told him to leave, but he didn't. I called my stepfather ex-military and 911. When the cops came, they found out he is my neighbor. He was very drunk. He lives on the top right side, and I live on the bottom left. Lots of people tried to tell me he probably just thought it was his apartment. But I don't see how since he had to walk down a flight of stairs to get to my apartment. My landlord said this isn't the first time something like this has happened, and if it does again he will be out. Just gave me the creeps. One night, I was alone at home. My parents had gone out of town, and I had returned from my friend's cancelled sleepover. As I entered, the lights were on. Shortly after, my friend called me on the cordless phone. It turned out to be the last normal thing that happened that night. My brother was in the next room playing video games, and I could hear him tapping the buttons on the controller while I was on the phone. I walked around the living room and ended the phone call in the kitchen. While in the kitchen, I heard a high-pitched squeal coming from somewhere in the house. I couldn't figure out its source, as it sounded the same in every room. It stopped about a minute later, and then the phone rang. Strangely, the phone wasn't where I left it in the kitchen. It was in the bathroom on the counter near the sink. I picked it up, but there was no one on the other end, so I hung it up. That's when I heard a dragging sound, as if something heavy was being pulled in the attic crawl space above me. I followed the sound as it slowly moved from one room to another, eventually leading me to my parents' bedroom, where they still had a water bed. The sound stopped when it reached the far wall, and then the phone rang again. This time it was my friend on the line. I explained what was happening and he advised me to be cautious and call the police. After our conversation, I lay down on the waterbed. Soon after, I heard a knock on the door, and I rushed to answer it, but there was nobody there. At this point, I decided to call my brother to help me figure things out. I went into his room, but he wasn't there. His bed was neatly made, his room was exceptionally clean, and the video game console and TV were both off with the controller neatly wrapped and unplugged. There was no way he could have hidden and cleaned his room in the short time it took me to reach his door. I had been alone all night, and for about 20 minutes, I heard what I thought was my brother playing his video game, even though he wasn't there. My friend called again, saying the call had been cut off, and he was trying to call me back. I told him about what had just happened, and then I heard another knock on the door. I was right by the door, 
so I quickly looked through the window within a couple of seconds of the knocks, but I didn't see anyone there. Then I suddenly realized that, while I was talking, I had been looking at something very strange. It was a tall, skinny figure standing about ten feet away from me. What stood out the most was its inhumanly wide grin with oily mechanical teeth that stretched from one ear to the other. It looked back at me with two large, black reflective eyes. Even though I had been staring at this figure for more than five minutes, I pretended not to notice it with all my willpower. I calmly walked back into the house instead of running as fast as I could. I had a feeling that if I ran, this figure would chase me, and somehow I knew it would catch me easily. I stayed in my room and locked myself in for the rest of the night, too scared to fall asleep. When the sun came up the next morning, my parents were back home. Nothing like that had ever happened before, and nothing like it has happened since.